morning. Buenos dias. So fasting, again, we are in this journey as we, the church, St. John Church, we continue fasting, and I'm excited. So many people are fasting and sharing good news and healings and testimonies of what God is doing uh, during this season of fasting. So if you did not fast last week, guess what? Next Tuesday, we're going to fast again. So every Tuesday, we're going to be fasting, and the whole idea behind this teaching is to encourage you to fast and practice this powerful uh, kingdom key that Jesus gave us. So today, we're going to start with Joel 2, 12, 13, and we share that one of the benefits, benefits of fasting is all about how God can show up in a powerful way through his people and change the world and basically turn around national uh, laws and national uh, insecurity. And here is an example where the prophet is calling and the king is calling the, the people of Israel to fast. And he says, even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. So you have all these kingdom practices in one sentence. And how God is showing us through the scriptures the importance of surrender. Just surrender your desire, your own agenda. Once we receive Christ as Lord and Savior and we begin to follow Christ, now it's time to surrender our agendas and embrace the kingdom agenda. So most of the time when we um, follow our agendas and our desire, plus you add to that reasoning and everything that we go through, most likely is the flesh that is taking over. But when we start fasting and surrendering and embracing God and his word, then the kingdom of God is at work. So this is a very powerful kingdom practice that is going to release um, God's presence on earth. Fasting is a kingdom practice meant to strengthen our spiritual connection with God by getting closer to the Holy Spirit. Fasting helps us grow spiritually and allows more God's power to work in us, transform our mind, soul, and spirit, but also through us as we become channels or doorways for other people to experience God. So when you apply this, I want to continue clarifying and teaching about what is the true fast of the Lord. And one key principle here is that fasting is a willful abstaining from natural pleasures for spiritual purposes. In other words, you have to do this willingly. No one can force you to fast. You have to decide to fast and follow God and follow the Holy Spirit. But you don't just stop eating. You are doing it for spiritual purposes. And I thought before that many religions and many people, even for natural reasons, people fast. So fasting is a kingdom principle. It's a spiritual principle. It doesn't matter who you are. If you practice this, if you practice fasting, you're going to have benefits from it. But here, we want to emphasize this is a fasting of the Lord, which is different. When you declare your fasting, you're fasting to see God, to experience God. Fast, fasting is a personal commitment to renounce to the natural, to invoke the spiritual. So it's so important that we commit. It's so important that we say, well, you know, God, I'm going to surrender, and I'm going to seek you. 
I only want you, nothing else, you. Show me the way. Show me the way I should go. And God will begin to, to impart in your heart his presence. So you start invoking the, the spiritual world and the supernatural. Fasting is a, is a dedication to a period to devote oneself to a spiritual priority of prayer without food. So when you fast, one of the things that you're going to do is reorganize your priorities in life. And usually when you are going, 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 when we are working, working, working nonstop, our priorities begin to shift, not only uh, in times of the natural, but also in the spiritual. We want to give priority to what is important. And based on the kingdom priorities, God is first. How many say amen to that? God is first. The second thing is the kingdom of God, the kingdom. God and the kingdom is not the same thing. The kingdom is an extension of God. So you say God, the kingdom, and then family, and then the church, and then work and business and everything else. So when you have those priorities in alignment, you're going to be a very healthy disciple, and that's so important. So here in Mark 9, Jesus is teaching us about fasting and giving us a, 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 a pearl, a, a, a great key for us to practice when we fast. He says, and when, when he was, uh, when he came into the house, his disciple asked privately, why could not we cast him out? Asking Jesus' question about why they failed to cast this demon out from this boy. And Jesus said to them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So here Jesus is saying, the reason you fail doing this is because, you know, some, some spiritual strongholds will not go away with fasting, with, with prayer only. You have to fast. And what is beautiful here is that the disciples didn't make a theology, didn't create it, they didn't create a, a, a theology about why God does not heal. They were worried, and they said, you know what? I'm seeing Jesus healing people, and we also were sent, and we also heal people, but for some reason, we could not deliver this boy. So something is wrong with us, not with God. So we need to, we need to ask Jesus why, why. And people have wonderful theology about what God, why, why God does not do things. And hopefully in St. John, we start developing theology about why God does what he does. And that's powerful. So when we see that, Jesus is teaching and saying, you need to start fasting. Something will not go away by nothing but by prayer and fasting. So what are the benefits of fasting? So we continue developing those benefits so you are encouraged to fast. Number one, fasting gives us a greater awareness of God's presence. So when you start fasting, your eyes are open. You start seeing God. And even with the staff, um, here at St. John, we're always asking the question, where do you see God? Where, where is God is moving? Where God is, what God is doing in your life? So because we have to intentionally train ourselves to see God, to, 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 to find those opportunities and moments where God is showing up. Because our tendency by nature is to go to the negative, to what is dark, to, to see the things, that the, our troubles, our situations, and not seeing God moving. So we have to train ourselves to every day when you get up, start seeking God. But when you start fasting, that discipline will activate your awareness. Fasting does, not, fasting does move the hand of God in our favor. Again, when you are fasting, 
Sometimes, and most of the time, God wants to work, but we are so immersed in ourselves that we cannot listen. And some things have to be removed from our mind, soul, and spirit for God to actually show up. So it's so important that we start fasting so because when we fast, we surrender and we bring ourselves into alignment to what God wants to do. Fasting can bring healing. So people, and we have so many testimonies of people that have been healed through fasting. Because when we are not fasting, we're eating, we're doing so many things, allergies, asthma, uh, so many things are happening in the world. You start fasting, you stop eating um, sugars and, and sweets and, and so many things that are not good for the body. And the moment you start healing, most of the disease, many diseases are associated with what we eat. So it's so important that we fast. And Jesus healed this boy through fasting and, and prayer. And now it's important to understand also that I'm not saying that every disease that we have is by demonic influence. I'm a doctor, <laughs> okay? But in the, in the New Testament, you will see that a third of the disease that Jesus cast out and prayed for people they were healed was by demonic influence. Now, we have diseases that are just the body, break, you know, we have a natural body, and this body is, 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 is not, is failing and failing and failing until we die. So it's so important that we go to the doctor Receive the doctor orders, prescriptions, and then you do what? Fast. So if you are under doctor's orders and doctor prescription, please take your pills. I'm not saying that stop, drink, stop taking your medication. No. There is ways you can fast. We have partial fasting, Daniel fasting, where you can fast eating just veggies, no meat, water, no sugars, and you can go back to your doctor and say, doctor, I want to fast, I want to seek and spend time with the Lord, so tell me what I can do. At that moment, you are preaching the gospel to the doctor already, just by saying that. And then, he, can, he or she can give you directions but what is important is when you want to do it, when the Holy Spirit is, is leading you to do it, you will not stop with, I can do it, because I'm taking medications. You go back to your doctor. Go back to your doctor and ask. Okay, so don't sue the church saying that I did not explain that. It's so important. Now, fasting breaks bad habits and spiritual bondage. So important. We have so many bad habits all the time. You know, we, we tend to eat anything and everything. We spend hours watching TV, so many things. You start fasting, and suddenly now you are seeking God, and you don't pay attention to the TV anymore or Facebook or the media. Now you are focusing on God, and before you know it, you are free from that. You recover, you reset, basically. And then bondage, spiritual bondage. Some people are, are, are so influenced to anxiety and depression and, and sensuality and sexual immorality. And you have, uh, you know, all this pornography stuff. And you have so many things. You start fasting and asking God to deliver you from that. God will do that. It's so important. And sometimes we just talk about it, pray about it. It does, it's not going away. You pray about it. It's not going away. It's time to do what? Fasting. Fasting. Fasting prepares us for a new season of life and ministry. This is so important. When we are in a juncture of our life, when we are about to make important decisions, it's, it's a great time to fast. If you are now deciding what college I will go, now it's time to fast. If you are deciding to start a new family, now it's time to Fast. If you're planning to move and go back to a different 
place and you want to find a new house, it's time to do what? Fast. If you are deciding I'm going to launch a new business, it's time to do what? Fast. If you're asking someone to get to, to, be, to marry you, it's time to do what? Fast. So she said, yes. And you pray and you fast. Because believe it or not, so many great couples never get together because third peoples and third parties are influencing and doing what, doing what you don't want them to do. So you start fasting. Come, Holy Spirit, quiet all voices. Let him hear your voice. And God will show up in a mighty place. But, you know, in this juncture of life, it's so important that we fast. If you are now going back to retirement and you know what to do, it's time to fast. We have a powerful example in the early church that the church has to fast. This is why I'm challenging St. John to fast because that's what the early church did. And we want to be a healthy church. Acts 13, 2, 3 says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. So the church, it's a new season in the church. They were, they, the, the gospel was spreading like fire, and they were fasting to elect leaders. So I'm saying that right now, even at, right now at St. John, we're meeting with the nomination committee, and we're bringing people and, and recruiting people to serve in different committees. So hopefully... What we're going to continue praying, but also add fasting, because that's the way that we elect leaders in the church. We start fasting for people. We start, and St. John is very healthy, because I'm, we, I met with the community, with the committee, and people came with name, they came prepared, but as a superintendent, I saw so many churches, so many churches, where people, you go, who is breathing? You, you, can you be part of that committee? That's not the way it works. We have to fast, we have to pray, and ask people that they, they feel that desire to serve, to help the church. And they pray, they fast, and they send Barnabas and Paul away in the power of the Holy Spirit. So once we have our class for 2024, in a service, in some, one of these Sundays, we're going to pray for them and send them off to do what God wants them to do. So they have a responsibility and a burden in the Spirit to accomplish what God called them to do to help his church. Now, pastor, can I fast one day, two days, three days, seven days? I'm going to give you some examples. So when you pray for God to the Holy Spirit to lead you how to fast and when to fast, you can decide based on the challenge that you have before you, how many days are you going to fast? You have an example here in Judges 2026 20, when they had the, the army of Israel. They were in battle, and they were losing again and again and again. And then they stopped everything. They fasted that day until the evening, and God gave them victory. This is powerful. So sometimes we, we want to change a situation. We are, we are facing a situation, and you don't see change. It's time to do what? Fast. Not only pray. People are praying, but fast. Fast. And God will give you the victory. So you see the battlefield, but God is seeing the victory. And when you fast, you bring yourself into alignment so God can do what they, what only he can do. But this is a, an example of one-day fast. Now, we have three-day fast. This is powerful. Now we have King Esther, and she's saying, go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa. She's talking to Mardokai, his uh, mentor, and she's saying, 
and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. And I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. This is a powerful example of a national crisis. And the king and the queen is praying and saying, you know what, let's start fasting again. Fasting every time people join in a fast. It's like in opening doorways, creating more channels for the Holy Spirit to show up in a place. So when people come together in agreement and start praying and fasting, great things happen. So she is saying, now I'm going to fast and pray with my people, and you, Mardokai, go out and find other people, and let's pray and fast together. We're going to turn around this unjust law. And guess what? They did. So God is so powerful, and now she's saying, if I perish, I perish, even if it is against the law. That boldness to pay a price for your discipleship, that boldness to pay a price to obey God and honor God come from fasting. Well, you are willing to pay a price for what you believe. You said, we're going to turn this law around. In, in this country, we need this. There are so many unjust laws. But the only thing we do is marching, 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 marching. There's nothing wrong with marching, but she's saying when this is done. So first, we're supposed to be fasting, praying, spending time with God, and then let's march. But all we do is marching and debating and talking and more debating and more talking. Nothing will change. Nothing will change. And hopefully, once we do this, we understand that we are children of the living God. Our first identity is as a child of God. I'm a child of God. I'm a person of worth. That's my first identity. Then I'm a Republican. Then I'm a Democrat. Then I'm a daddy. Then I'm a mother. And when you do that, guess what? God will turn around and bring alignment to your country, to our country the United States or any country on earth. Fast. Let's start fasting. Let's start fasting, identifying ourselves with the blood of Jesus rather than blue and, and red and all these colors, which is important. But first, let's become disciples. Now, seven days. If three days is not enough, you want more, you can fast for seven days. It keeps going up, seven days. Now, this is an example of a period of mourning. So when you lose a, 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 a person that you love, when you are in mourning, when you are in grief, it's time to fast. Why? Because you connect with God and that void that that person leaves behind, God will fill the void with his presence. Because God can be your mom, your daddy, your father, your nephew, whoever, your friend. It's so important to fast. So we bring alignment to our emotions and we don't allow our emotions to take over and we have a healthy grief where we don't end up in depression and anxiety and all of that stuff. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to cry. It's okay to have pain. But we cry with Jesus. We don't cry alone. It's dangerous to cry alone. Find people. And I'm talking from experience. Now, 10 days, 10 days fasting. This is a powerful example where Daniel is saying, 
We're not going to eat from the king's table. These 10 days, give us what Moses taught us. We're going to eat veggies and water and, 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 and nothing else. So, you know, let's, let's give us that opportunity. And the guy, the mentor, um, gave, in, gave him that. And he says, at the end of the 10 days, they look healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal table. And he said more, even more wisdom, clarity. When you fast, when you consecrate yourself, your mind is now sharper. Wisdom, clarity to make decisions. You begin to see things clearly. It's powerful, 10 days of fasting. And our goal is that St. John can start doing this. So 2024, get ready. That's why I'm inviting you to fast every Tuesday as a, in preparation for in 2024, we're going to do 10 days fasting as a church, partial fasting. So don't get scared. Okay? You can drink water, veggies, no meat. That's what they, I'm going to teach more about this later. But the point is, we have to bring the church agenda and the church ministry and the church families under the presence of God and submit the church agenda and ourselves to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We do that, and now we have peace. Whatever is happening, we know that we have in us what it takes to fight anything that comes at us. Now, 21 days of fasting. Daniel, I love Daniel because he's a fasting guy. Now he's saying, at that time... Daniel 10, at that time, I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice, desirable food. No meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotion at all until the three days, the three weeks were over. So he did that for 21 days, and he was spending time with God, mourning, praying, asking for forgiveness on behalf of the people of Israel, asking for his own sins, spending time with God, powerful. And now he says, on the, 20, on the 24th day, in other words, three days after the fast, God sent an angel and gave him instruction about the future of Israel. Sometimes we are fasting, but we're not going to experience the breakthrough during the fast, but we're going to experience it later. Powerful. It's be the, having that expectation that God is going to do something. Now, what is beautiful here is that in Daniel 10, 3, he says, I ate no choice food. Choice, that choice or desirable is the same word in Hebrew that the angel used when he meets Daniel. He said, Daniel, you who are highly esteemed, so esteemed, desirable. In other words, Daniel decided, I'm not going to eat any esteemed food, any desirable food. I'm going to, to abstain from all of that for the sake of God. And then God shows up and says, Daniel, you have become esteemed. Wow. You have become esteemed. You are viewed as very precious. We connect with God, and we are a reminder, regardless of what people are saying, that we are precious before the Lord. Precious before the Lord. 40 day fasting, that's the goal for 2030. No, I'm teasing you. Only Jesus can do that. So, 40 day fast, Matthew 4. You know the, the, the story Jesus is in the desert, he's experiencing attacks from the devil, but then he says, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was what? 
hungry. The difference between Jesus and us is that we, we fast for four hours and we're hungry. Jesus, after 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And then the devil tempted him. So temptation, temptation comes when a natural need that is unmet comes alive. That's what, that's what temptation comes, okay? So that way, that's the way the enemy works. He used our natural needs and amplified those so you lose control and you end up doing more. Like you are hungry and he amplified that and now you are eating, 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 eating and then you get sick, okay? So that's, that's, why, that's what happens. So uh, getting, getting angry is natural, but then he amplified that, and amplified the problem and you get angrier. You become the hunger. <laughs> You know, that's, that, you know, it's a natural need that is amplified by the enemy and then temptation comes. So Jesus went through all of that fasting. So fasting is a powerful way to fight temptation. Moses did the same thing. He, he, he fasted 40 days and 40 nights and then he received the Ten Commandments. So when we are fasting, we are going to receive revelation from God. God will speak to our hearts. He's going to give us direction. And we're going to embrace his will and surrender like David. And again, we cannot fast to manipulate God, but God, through fasting, will position us to receive his will without complaining. Like David, he didn't get what he wanted. He wanted his child to be healed. He got up and started eating. In other words, no tantrums. You understand that God has a perfect plan for you, and you want to embrace that. Now, St. Augustine, one of the theologians, great theologians of the church, he summarized everything that I'm, I'm teaching in this powerful definition. He says, fasting cleanses the soul, rises the mind, subjects one flesh to the spirit, renders the heart contrite and humble, scatters the clouds of concupiscence, quenches the fire of lust, and kindles the true light of chastity. Wow. So when you fast, you have all these benefits. That's why it's so important to fast, not only pray, but to fast. So God, help us to bring our flesh that is always on the middle, just, just fighting you. There is this fight between the flesh and the spirit. And the only way we can, we can overcome that fight is by fasting and praying. So meaning that, and every time you have a natural need, it's okay, we're human, it's okay to get, it's okay to, to have natural needs. So you are, you are thirsty, why? Because you are 70% of your body is water, so you need to drink water. And then, God, and then you, have, you are thirsty, and it's sunny, and then someone comes and says, do you want a beer? Do you want six packs? Do you want that? And you see that beer, <laughs> give me that, okay? And the problem is that if you don't have an alcohol problem, you can drink a beer. The problem is if you, if you were alcoholic, that's a problem, okay? So having all of that, and the enemy just amplifies and amplifies and amplifies. This is so important. In, in 1 Corinthians 7, Paul is teaching and saying, you, you know what? You need to pray. You need to fast. You need to spend time together. If you're going to fast, you need to come into agreement with your wife to fast. Because one of the things that you stop doing when you are fasting is having sex. And go to 1 Corinthians 7. And then, that's what the Bible says. Then Paul says, do it for a while, mutual consent, and then come back and join in one again. So Satan 
does not tempt you. Because that's when you start fasting, you start disciplining yourself and disciplining your body to say to your hormones, not today. Calm down. Because when you are fasting, now you have control over your flesh. And you learn how to say no. You are driving. You are driving. And you see a person that is beautiful. And you say, okay, but I'm married, so turn left. You have that discipline if you are fasting. So it's so important to fast and bring all these fleshy desires into submission. Now, call to action. Again, we're going to, we're going to fast every Tuesday. We're going to fast every Tuesday. We're praying now 8 to 8.30 in the morning. You can connect to that. And then once a month in person, one Tuesday a month in person in the sanctuary. But we have three specific prayers. Number one, that God will visit St. John like never before. That God will bring our children back to worship. And that God will unite us deeper as one big family. So we want the Holy Spirit to move like never before at the church. And this is just the beginning, not the end, not the peak of it, the beginning, but we want to see more of God. And we want our children and our grandchildren to come back to worship. And again, we're not saying that they're going to come back to St. John necessarily. They are going to worship God wherever they are. This is a kingdom mentality. We just want to see our children and our grandchildren worshiping God with passion. Doesn't matter what church. Because they, if they do, we're going to, they're going to connect with us in the spirit. Christ is coming from one church. And God will unite us deeper as one big family. This is so important that we do that. Let's pray. Dear Lord, as we embark in this journey of fasting, let it bring us closer to you, humbling us, breaking the bondage of sin, conquering the spirit of delay in our lives, and sensitizing us to hear your voice clearly. May your guide us through this journey and grant us the spiritual breakthrough and renewal we seek through fasting. We pray in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. So we're going to um, do communion a lot like we did on homecoming, but we, if you were here for homecoming, you realize we only had two stations and it was pretty long. We <laughs> learned. We have four now, and we have four stations, and you won't have ushers telling you when to come forth. You're going to let the Spirit lead you to come when you feel led, and we're not going to have folks up here serving. We want you to serve one another, and we don't want this to be a burden. We don't want this to cause anxiety. This is a wonderful opportunity for us to come together to uh, have more unity among each other, that we are here to serve one another. That's why we are here. And this doesn't have to be complicated. You simply allow someone to take their bread, which is already torn for you. You can either dip it in the cup that is here, or you can take a cup. We have them individually filled. And you'll just say, the body and blood of Christ given for you. The body and blood of Christ given for you. And then, of course, if you feel led, you can stay at the altar and pray, or you can go back to your seat. This be a wonderful time to uh, come to the table, come to, together to the table um, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's prepare our hearts.
just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessings. Jesus, you don't owe me. just gone through the motions I'm sorry when I just sang another song take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda I'm sorry forgot that you're enough take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this whole
you to stand if you are able and uh, to close out our worship and song together as we celebrate and sing about the wonderful God that is in our lives, God of Jacob, the God of Moses, the God of everyone. I'm calling on the God of Jacob, whose love endures through generations. Shepherd boy, hooray! 
thank you thank you because you are the same God I send your church now in the powerful name of Jesus to make disciples around the world we pray in Jesus name amen God bless you God dismiss